This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 30. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello and welcome to the show. This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. And today we've got a fantastic question from Marcus all about learning dialects in a language. But before we get into that, I'd just like to take a second to thank today's sponsors who are italki, one of my favorite websites. And it's the website, in fact, that I use to get my language practice in, in well, that currently in three or four different languages every single week is the place where I go to find my speaking partners and my teachers. If you'd like to get a free lesson, Simply head over to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash free lesson and we'll sort you out from there. So without further ado, let's get into today's question from Marcus. Hello, Ali. My name is Marcus and I'm learning German and Spanish. I wanted to ask you about learning a particular regional dialect of a language. In my own case, I'm interested in concentrating on the Schwabian dialect of German. My native language is English for which there are many standardized resources available, and I particularly enjoy workbook-driven self-study. Would you recommend learning according to a standardized structure and then researching and applying knowledge of variations to that framework, or attempt to incorporate these variations as soon as possible? Thank you. Okay, Marcus, thank you so much for a fantastic question. Now, I have to be honest, I don't speak German myself. I, I have learned German in the past when I was about 14 at school, but uh, you know, I don't remember anything. And in fact, German is the next language that I'm going to learn. But for now, I am not really in a good position to answer your question. So as I've always said in this podcast, if I'm not able to answer a question myself, then I'm committed to finding someone who can. And today I've got a fantastic special guest who is a native German speaker, who should be able to help you out with this. Her name is Kirsten Cable. Kirsten, welcome to the show. Hi, Ollie. Now, I've always been accustomed to calling you Kirsten Hammers, but I gather there's been a bit of uh, good news recently. Is that right? Yes, I've, I've recently got married and I took my husband's name. So now I've got an English surname and my maiden name is Hammers. So I sort of, I'm sort of trying to make that shift as I can, but most people will know me as Kirsten Hammers. So thanks a lot for mentioning that. So Kirsten Hammer, Kirsten Hammer stroke Kirsten Cable from uh, fluentlanguage.co.uk. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, let's start by talking about exactly what Marcus was getting at in the question. Can you can you just tell us a little bit about what this specific dialect of German is? Because I'm not familiar with it personally, so I'd like to just get that clear from the start. Yeah, I, I'm actually really impressed with Marcus for the level of expertise that he has at such an early stage about German and it would be really interesting to um, know a little bit more about the background of why he's you know why he's particularly interested in this dialect now the what he's calling the Swabian dialect or we call Schwäbisch in German that's the dialect that people speak in the area of Schwaben which is in the southwest in Germany in the state of Baden-Württemberg and I'm the, the major city, which you will have heard of, uh, the major city of the Schwaben dialect is the home of Porsche and Mercedes. It's Stuttgart. Okay, so it's a classy place. We know that. Mm. Fantastic. Okay, so the question is then, if you are going to take on a dialect like this, do you start with the dialect in itself or do you learn a standardized form? So in this case, Marcus's question is, well, should I actually just go and learn standard German or should I start with the dialect straight away? So 
What would be some of the major differences between this dialect and what you call standard German? The major differences, the differences between a German dialect and what we call Hochdeutsch, which in itself is essentially a standard dialect, the standard dialect of German um, or flavor of German, uh, it's that the different regional areas in Germany, the dialects are actually super strong. So instead of what you might have in English, and as he mentioned, you know, there's there's many, many different dialects and accents in English. A dialect, and the line between a dialect and an accent being a bit blurred, a dialect tends to be a very strong variation on the main language. So there's different sounds or different ways of pronouncing words. There's different, for example, something that the Schwäbisch dialect does is when something is diminutive, something that normally would have a shen, so C-H-E-N at the end, to say this is a small thing, famously with the word Mädchen, girl, um, in Schwaben, very often what they do is instead they add L-E at the end of the word. So it's a something, a Mädle or Effle, Pferdle, they're, they're two famous <laughs> ca cartoon characters. So yeah, they sound, to me, Schwäbisch sounds very cute. Um, <laughs> so there's the sounds, but then there's also different vocabulary. And in certain dialects, for example, I speak uh, Moselle-Franconian, Moselle-Frankish in my home dialect, uh, and that is a very strong variation of German, much more related to Middle German, where the grammar varies extremely strongly as well. I've, I've previously written about this, where the German genitive case, I can barely do it because I do some kind of bungled version that I grew up with. Um, so it's for, for many of us, Hochdeutsch is something that we have to learn as an, as an addition to how we normally speak. Okay, so so in, in, in the case of German, then, are there any places in German where people actually grow up speaking the standard form? Or is it is it like, as I understand, Italian to be, where everybody speaks their own dialect and the standard form of Italian is something that you learn uh, in yes. school or as an addition? There is a German region that is uh, famous or known for speaking very, very clean in um, in inverted commas, clean German, <laughs> um, and they speak very close to standard media. Uh, again, it's called Hochdeutsch, sort of this standard German, um, and that's the region around Hanover. Okay, all right then. So I guess the question is, I mean, when, I, when I'm thinking about this question, when I was listening to what Marcus was saying, I mean, my, my first reaction is, is, you know, as someone who always wants to to learn to speak the language of the people with whom I'm going to be spending time. My, my instinctive reaction to Marcus's question is, well, you know, you should learn the dialect that you're interested in. You know, if that's the dialect that you're going to be using or listening to. I mean, I imagine that Marcus has got some kind of, 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 of relation or some kind of connection with that dialect. So my, my instinctive reaction is to say that. But what's, what's, your, what's your take on it? I mean, is there any sort of linguistic reason why you wouldn't start with the dialect? And what, whereas you... Where, for, you know, you might be better off starting with standard German first. Yes, I would actually, my advice would be just because this is German, and I thought this was really interesting, between the two of us, we've obviously learned a, a good bunch of languages, and um, with you having learned Arabic before, and I believe with Arabic you pick up the dialect, or you, you go with, you know, the variation, you kind of go with, okay, I'm going to learn this flavor of Arabic, um, similar to what you do with Spanish, where you very early go, I am learning Castilian Spanish, or I am learning Latin American. You know, you sort of choose. Um, and to me, this has always been very, that's never really happened to me. And then recently, I started learning Welsh. And in Welsh, the courses ask you a really confusing question at the start. They go, do you want to learn Southern or Northern Welsh? 
which puts, wow. put, yeah, yeah, Wales is quite small. Um, and it puts you in a panic or it put me in a panic. I had to go on Facebook and ask my friend, what is the difference? You know, do I have to learn two Welshes? What the hell? Um, am I allowed to say I on your podcast? Yeah, of course. Okay. I, I think, I think we can still mark it as okay. clean. What, what the question mark? Uh, <laughs> So, it, but it turns out that Welsh is quite universally understood as one language and the dialects won't stop me completely. What's important is just to pick one and kind of go with it. Now, in German, I actually recommend that you, even though, unless you literally know, I will go to Schwaben and I will speak only to dialect speakers, um, I would say go with Hochdeutsch. It's what I use in my own lessons. It's what I use in my German course. Um, and the reason with that, the reason for that is because that's our official dialect. It's what the media speaks. It's what your, it's not just your textbook has somehow picked one. It is literally your textbook goes with what we all call the standard. Even when you go to Switzerland, which is the Alemannic, you know, very strong Swiss German, even when you go to Switzerland, you can ask them to speak Schriftdeutsch. And the reason I'm sort of saying just, you know, at least get your core in Hochdeutsch um, is because almost all German speakers you're likely to meet are able, first of all, to modify their local dialect to a neutral German. And they will not mind doing this and they will not go, oh, you Johnny foreigner, um, because secondly, we do this for any foreigner and foreigner means someone who isn't from our own region. My friend who's from the next village along from me, which is a mile away doesn't understand my grandmother. So, wow. yeah, German, yeah, German dialects are strong. Um, I have to concentrate so hard to understand Bavarian when people really launch into it. So I think there just is, there's not really a major calling for Marcus to learn hardcore Schwäbisch, which is different to kind of going, oh, okay, so they do this funny thing with the sounds and sort of getting building up a familiar, familiarity and a tolerance for the different sounds, yes. But similar to when I moved to England, which is 12 years ago, I had IELTS 9, which you can attest is the highest IELTS ra rating you can get. So um, for all intents and purposes, I was considered a native speaker. Um, and I moved to Preston. <laughs> hmm. And guess what? In Preston, you don't understand a word a local says. And I still needed my London friend to translate for me. But... I picked up that variation extremely quickly. And with German, it will be the same for you. You don't have to be native level before you start picking up. But I think you just, if you go for, I'm only going to learn Schwäbisch, you do a very strange mix of overcomplicating it and at the same time restricting yourself. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the, the, the more the more familiar I, I, I become with different languages around the world and different dialects within those languages, the more it, the more it's, it seems to be a really complex choice. It, I mean, if he did decide to learn that dialect by itself, is it possible that, that he would have enough resources to do it? I mean, so let's just imagine for a minute that he was you know, intent on learning that dialect. Is German the kind of language where you've got sufficient resources to learn any dialect that you want? Because this this become this is a big issue as well. Because I mean, certainly as I found in Arabic, um, with the Egyptian dialect that I'm learning, there's very few good resources, and so you know the stuff that you can actually find to help you on your journey of learning this 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 language or this dialect plays a big part. So, I mean, could he actually find resources to learn that dialect if he wanted? That's a very very good question, and there are many um, sort of local versions of existing things that you can get and you might sort of get a 
comedic, but they're they're quite often almost comedic. So that you know, like it's the same as if I, if you're in England and you buy the Lancashire cookbook, or you buy um, a famous, say you buy. Um, you, you imagine you're watching something like Lederman in New Jersey dialect or something like that. It's always, you know, it's it's funny because it's it's a little bit. It's got it's got a flavor of the absurd um, because the the target group is so small. And with German, it's the same. So while there is a lot of regional pride and you can get a lot of regional um, flavor stuff, it's not going to be designed for foreigners. Foreign, I mean, non-German speakers. Sorry. It's yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess there's people who already speak German. Yeah, I guess there's a parallel here with the UK because I, I'm not sure that you could find an English language textbook that's written just for 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 Mancunian English or for West Country English or something mm. like that. I mean, I, I do mean, you can get you can get the you know American English or, or British English. I mean, I've never seen an Australian English textbook. I mean, do those things exist? I'm not sure. Exactly, even that. Mm. And then imagine how small Schwaben is compared to Australia. You know, it's like a northern New Zealand. Um, the Western Coast textbook, you're just not going to find that. So you can certainly find things in Schwäbisch and even find, say, localized translations of, for example, the Asterix comics. They're very famous for being available in lots of local languages. Um, but it's difficult, partly because these dialects are often called a mundart, so a, 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 an art of the mouth, a way of the mouth. Um, and when they're written... Even for me, my local dialect is quite hard to decipher and I have to sound it out to work out what they're really saying. So you're going again into the area of something that is is very, very specific. So if you're still at the stage where you're just learning German, don't worry, study Hochdeutsch. It's our standard language. You're not going to miss out on talking to anybody. Absolutely no one. And no very common workplace, school or university or even hospital will expect you to speak local dialect. They just don't do that. They all switch to standard. Fantastic. Okay, so I mean, from my from my perspective, then you know, not knowing very little about about German, it, it seems that it it seems that it's the case with German that by by learning the standard form, you're really giving yourself the biggest leg up because you can you've got access to the you know the main the bit the main body of resources, mm. and that everyone that you actually come into contact with in the country is going to probably expect to speak the standard form of German anyway. And so it's really your quickest path to becoming confident and proficient in the language. Absolutely. From which point, from which point you can branch out and, and tackle other dialects. Yes. And then that also gives you another bonus, which is that the dialect stops being a merely linguistic aspect and it becomes more what it sort of is to the German people, which is a point of pride, of regional flavor, of we want to show you our region. So when you're thinking Schwaben as a German, you're thinking of Maultaschen and Spätzle and Kartoffelsalat, sort of, you know, regional dishes. You're thinking of Stuttgart and Mercedes and Porsche and famous Schwabian habits, which is they're very good at saving money. And it's a, you know, it's a rich region of Germany. So it's, there is just so much more to it. Um, and I think if you wait just a little bit, it stops you from fretting too much about the words and discovering them with a sense of joy which is something i always advocate in language learning that really you you know you discover this sort of joy uh, one recommendation if marcus if you haven't looked already uh, deutsche welle has an absolutely gorgeous um website called the dialect atlas and i'm going to give ollie the link for the show notes as well and it is just 
it's just lovely. You can, you know, they, they list 26 German dialects and you can absolutely check those out. It's just really fun to discover and, you know, because you do learn a bit more about every region of Germany and what makes our country so unique. Fantastic. Well, Kirsten, thank you so much for that. I've learned an absolute ton about, about German and German dialects. You've mentioned a whole bunch of resources. I'm going to put all of those in the show notes. So for those of you listening, you can find everything that Kirsten has been talking about at IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 30. Marcus, I hope that's been helpful. If you'd like to ask me a question, please do. I'm always looking for new questions. You can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask, and that will take you over to this cool little widget that you can use to ask me a question and you can do it from your iPhone or your iPad or whatever other kind of portable mobile device you might have. You can also leave me a question in an iTunes review, which you can do by going to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash review. So at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with some kind of resource on the topic of the show. And whenever I have a special guest, I always put the baton over to them and let them talk about anything they want. So Kirsten, over to you. What would you like to highlight for us today oh yay thank you ollie uh there's certainly something that that i find very um very suitable for the topic of this show and i would really love to um invite you marcus if you want to check it out and any other german learners uh check out my first german online course which is um, i'm very excited about um i've built a german pronunciation course which teaches you Hochdeutsch, but does actually contain a lecture about the dialects, how the dialects work, and it gives you a quick sort of overview of where people speak what in Germany, because it's important to know what they are. Um, but we go through the alphabet and then work through all the very tricky sounds of German. So it's if you want to perfect your German accent or you want to build your confidence in your spoken German, particularly your pronunciation, um, that website is fluentlanguage.co.uk slash speak German. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. And again, I'm going to put all of the links that Kirsten's mentioned in the show notes. I will teach you a language.com forward slash uh, episode 30. Kirsten, thank you so much for coming on the show and answering this question for Marcus. It's been really helpful. I'd also like to take a second to thank the sponsors of the show today, italki. Italki is the website where I get all of my language practice. And, you know, so often I hear people saying, you know, I can't find anyone to speak with. I can't find any native speakers to practice with. With italki, you have everything right there. You can take lessons from anywhere. You can learn from home and you can schedule it for absolutely any time. So there really is no excuse to start speaking your target language today. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, simply head over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash start speaking. And courtesy of italki, you can get your free lesson right there. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.